he abandoned corporate America to embark on a whole new venture in horror podcasting. Please join your host, Ben, and his sister, Adrian, for today's episode of Not Your Average Horror Show. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode featured on Not Your Average Horror Show. Today, we'll be talking about Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. How are you today, Adrian? I'm doing pretty well. Yourself? I'm good, thank you. So we're actually doing a rare real-time recording. What I mean by that is that we release the shows on Wednesdays, and here we are Wednesday at noon. Same day, same time releasing it. Real time is fancy talk for procrastinating and squeezing things into schedules. <laughs> That's true. It's been a hell of a morning, by the way, hasn't it? Yeah. Busy morning. I'm actually, this is a work day for me, as it is a lot of people who work Monday to Friday. <laughs> but I managed to like get a lot of extra stuff done today. Um, Chris, our guest host from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, picked up a guitar for him locally that he spotted. I went and picked it up for him, and he came down, made a special trip just for that. Not to see me or anyone else, just to pick up the guitar and run back to uh, Long Island, which was fine. <laughs> We had an arrangement worked out, so it was, it worked out well. So that was the first um, thing, and I had some work-related stuff to get to, and Adrian just happened to be here overnight, and we, well, yeah, I wasn't even going to mention your car. You're the owner of a brand new vehicle because yours was ready to fall apart. Right. Yeah, just barely passed inspection the last time, and uh, thanks to you, I have... Um something that is street legal <laughs> yeah that's good well the funny thing is somebody will be using yours yep as their primary vehicle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see how that goes yeah well you know one person's throwaway is another person's treasure right <laughs> so just thinking back um do you remember a couple of weeks ago return of the living dead we mm. were talking about how some people think that um, it's part of the original Night of the Living Dead film series. Do you remember me talking about that? No. I was talking to somebody recently who didn't know that that was part of the series. Mm, still no. <laughs> well, that was Chris. Oh. <laughs> if that means anything to you. But yeah, well, in the midst of like me handing him over the guitar this morning, he was like, oh, by the way, on Return of the Living Dead, you mentioned that you were talking to somebody. And um, who didn't know that was part of the series. He's like, that was me, asshole. And I'm like, oh, well, I figured I was doing you a favor by not saying your name because <laughs> the person I was talking to didn't know that. So he's like, nah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> now so, our entire fan base is aware. Right, Opa. right. Well, you know, he enjoys getting attention. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Any kind of attention. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know people like that. They love it, good <laughs> or bad. So Nightmare on Elm Street 3, I... I don't know. I wasn't like a huge fan of this movie when I saw it. Um, but I know it does have a very rabid fan base. I'll never get it. I just don't know what it is about this movie that people like. And I, and especially the people that say they like it better than the original. It's just like, I don't know what they're talking about. I want to Sacrilegious. It's, yeah, the original was such a innovative movie. And this would just like, things just to me really seem to go off the rails. I mean, this this was the beginning of Freddy the Comedian, not Freddy the, you know, serious, scary killer. He just became a joke at this point. And it featured some effects, which I guess at the time looked good. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, they're pretty laughable. And 
Um, although I will say though, I will give them credit for the towards the end of the movie. There's this finale where I don't even know who's fighting the skeleton, the Freddy skeleton. <laughs> but that skeleton was was really cool for the time. I guess it was claymation or something. It definitely was not CGI in '87. That would definitely would be out of the question. <laughs> Those effects were up to par. Yeah, I loved it. And they were fighting around a pit, and then I think it gets like I don't know. The guy bumps it. It wasn't John Saxon, I don't think. That was Heather Langenkamp's father from the first one. He was, in the, I think, he was dead in the movie by then. But it might have been this other guy who was just like, I don't know. He's one of those non-descript kind of characters who's been in a million movies, but you, for the life of you, can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he was like one of the main male leads of the movie, I guess. And I think it was him that fought the skeleton. But that ain't, that was the that was the best part of the movie for me. Was it as entertaining um as that scene in Elf that we watched? Or no, not Elf. Alf. Elf. No. Because that I remember from back in the day, Alf, yeah. <laughs> we are so fortunate to have the Alf channel. <laughs> I don't know what app We're it is that unfortunate. we there's a million like ridiculous apps that I have access to and there's Since shows. You cut cable. Yeah, I cut cable and I bought all these apps. I'm probably spending more money now with all these <laughs> dumbass apps than I am. But I just got in a roll with it. You know, some have stuff that the others don't. And you figure all you need is one, but I have mm-hmm. like three. <laughs> and so yeah, there's Sling, Philo, and what's the other one? I don't know. But I think two out of those three have the ALF channel on there. And I've been <laughs> watching that like it. constantly. It's bringing back memories. I was like, <laughs> when was that? 86 to 90. So I was like 12 to 16. <laughs> yeah. Those were being broadcast. I mean, that was a big deal. But the one where he makes the video, he has a crush on Lynn, which is totally pervy because he's supposed to be like 700 years old, I think. And she's like, what, 15 in the show? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at least realm of expertise. At least make the crush to be on the mom. That would at least be, well, not normal, well, but maybe a little more acceptable. Well, did he also have a crush on the mom? No, he said no, no, no. He was saying like, you know, I've got a friend who's got interested in somebody, and she took it the wrong way, assuming that he was talking oh, about her. Oh, okay. But that was not the case. Kind <laughs> to get this great storyline straight. Oh yeah, no, this was an innovative one though, because that <laughs> video he made, he made this video because her boyfriend coincidentally dropped off some. Uh, equipment like a saxophone a guitar and somehow Alf is able to play all of these a keyboard and make uh, a rock video with cutting edge special effects for that time he made he did that like in two hours I think yeah it's very impressive yeah well nobody questions that when you see the video you're just blown away by it and I was saying how I recorded that (laughs) yeah on the VCR I taped it I think I was obsessed with taping that movie back that movie show and just watching it over and over. And the song, like, I would listen to that, like the way somebody would go to the the tape store and buy a tape and listen to that. It's kind of messed up. Man, Alf was just ahead of his time. He was great. I don't know. Don't make him like that anymore. For good reason. Um, okay. So, yeah, it was a great scene, the skeleton thing. All the other special effects. I mean, the Freddy worm where he's uh, he opens his mouth and he's just like this disgusting-looking black worm in the uh, on the floor, I don't can't remember who that actress was. Tuesday something. I, I keep thinking Tuesday Weld, but that can't be it. It was Tuesday Night, which obviously is her real name. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So she was. Wait a minute, no, or was it her that got like her head jammed into the TV? The famous "Welcome to Primetime, Bitch" line. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> 
now you only just saw this right (laughs) 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 and um yeah i guess i guess she i forget who got the the worm who got the tv but i don't know it was all pretty silly to me it was okay it was an okay movie it um the characters i think got better i will say than the first two Mm-hmm. Not that they were unlikable in the first two, but they just seemed like very typical teenagers doing teenager stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that was very customary of all slasher movies back then. They they filled their role fine. But I think by the third one, you started getting a little bit of an introduction to them and like maybe a little more sympathetic to them. They really went over the top at the very end. You might recall when Patricia, Patricia Arquette, why am I blanking on so many different things today? Um, not okay yeah it was patricia arquette because the other ones her sister is rosanna which they look nothing alike but it was patricia in the end and heather langenkamp the star of the first movie dies patricia arquette's sitting there uh heather langenkamp's dead dead body is in her lap and she's like stroking her hair she's like come back come back she's like i want to take you on a wonderful dream i'm actually getting teary talking about it even though i'm ridiculing it yeah i can see that no <laughs> I, that was supposed to be a joke nope <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of lame and uh, what else her heather Langenkamp being in the movie i wasn't a big fan of that either the reason why uh the first one worked so well i mean one of the plot explanations was that she never did come back awake from the movie once she was planning to enter into the um, dream world and set up those booby traps before she did bring freddy out and then you know attack him that way that was her idea but i think a lot of people suspected that when she entered the dream world freddy did get her she never did pull him out and that she died by the end of the movie but i don't want to go back and rehash the first one all over again because you know that would have been a great it wouldn't have been a happy ending Mm-hmm. You know, but it would have been like, I think, a gutsy ending. Mm-hmm. But then there she is in part three. So, yeah, it became lame. And I think the first one is still kind of ambiguous as, ha- as to how it actually ended. And I don't know. In that movie, she was kind of forgettable. It was very kind of like one dimensional, much, much less of an impact than the first. I mean, she wasn't the star, of course, of the third one. But, you know, Patricia Arquette was. Mm hmm. All right, so you weren't happy about Nancy coming back, but you thought that the other characters had a pretty good development. Yeah, I thought they came a long way from the characters in the first two movies. Not that they were unlikable, but they just weren't quite what they were, you know, in the third one. Mm -hmm. You know, in the first one, Nancy and her uh, Johnny Depp, yeah, I guess they were fine and everything. Obviously, the guy with the leather jacket, he was pretty much a douche, so you didn't really (laughs) feel too bad about Freddie coming in and snaking those uh, bed sheets around his neck. Yeah, everybody else. John Saxon, I forgot about him. I think he's a great actor, but of course, like, he was the dumbass dad who would just come. He wasn't a dumbass, but he was just completely ignoring her through the whole movie and I guess all through her childhood. Mm. So that's kind of sad. Um, <laughs> that's and laugh. Yeah. The second one is what the second one is. I don't even want to touch that one today. We did plenty of that on the uh, second episode. Um, but yeah, uh, the characters on this, you can tell they were just like, it seemed like they were actually trying to make them more humanized mm-hmm. and more relatable. There was a the one girl who was studying to be an actress. And of course, you know, Freddie did what he did and he 
And he said, oh, you want to be an actress? So I'll put your head through a TV. <laughs> Who else? Kincaid. What, would he, what did he do? They just, you know, they just added stuff here and there. Heather Langenkamp coming back. You know, I just wasn't really... And I was, I was happy. I was excited that she did come back because um, the first movie made such an impact on me. I was glad just to see anybody from that movie come back to it. But then when I saw her role, I was just like, oh, that's kind of pointless. Unimpressed. Yep. So for the most part, the first two movies, just teenagers doing teenager things. The third one, they brought that along a little bit. And then by the fourth one, I think that they really did a good job I'm sure it's different people in charge of the movies, but it just so happened that it was a major improvement, at least the lead role. Uh, Lisa Wilcox, who played the role of Alice Johnson in the movie, she starts off as being just a very shy teenager who just wanted to stay out of trouble, stay away from her dad, who was kind of an asshole. And, you know, her and her brother would have serious talks and stuff. And then Freddie gets involved. And then, you know, because her friends were... Did she? I'm trying to think now. Kincaid and the other guy, they got killed early in the movie. And there's a waterbed or something. The one guy doesn't talk. I forget his name. And I think he gets, oh, that's right. There was this, there was some naked girl like in the bed in his waterbed. <laughs> and it's, you know, of course it's Freddy fucking around with him and the kid takes the bait. He looks and then I guess he gets pulled into the waterbed and inevitably drowns. So that's sad. I forgot what happened to Ken. Oh yeah, he was at the uh, junkyard. So these are characters that made it through the end of part three. Uh-huh. And it's four I'm talking about now. Kincaid, he was pretty cool. He thought he had Freddy in the junkyard and he's like shouting and yelling and up and down. And then suddenly Freddie comes back and gets him. And that's the end of those two. But then Lisa Wilcox, I don't remember her being a part three. Anyway, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but all that to say that she, her character was great character development. It was, um, you know, it was, it was good to see it and not, you know, it, obviously this wasn't to the extent of, Linda Hamilton in the Terminator movies. I had a college professor actually who would use her as an example of the best character development he's ever seen, which I guess that's a point. You see her start off in the first movie as just a very, I don't know, typical single woman just doing the kind of things that they do, you know, going to her <laughs> nine to five job, going to a bar where that's where the beginning of the shit hitting the fan would occur. Yep. Typical single woman life. Yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, just like a single woman, you get involved with uh, battling robots by the end of the second movie, right? Right. There was something weird at the end of that second movie, by the way, where it's something to do with that picture. You just saw, Now, you just saw the first one, right? You didn't mm-hmm. see the second one. Nope, not yet, although uh, it's on the list. Okay. At the, at the very end, I'm trying to remember, because back in the day when I saw this, I distinctly remember something being wrong with that scene. Mm-hmm. There was her, she's sitting in a Jeep, and she's just kind of like staring off in the distance. And then somebody says something in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know what it is, of course. And then a child, a bilingual child is there. She says to the child, what did that man just say? And he said, a storm is coming. And then she just looks off in the distance again. And the movie ends, I think. <laughs> That's how it goes. But yeah. there was something about that. Either something about the picture or something about that statement. Which earlier in the movie kind of like made me think that she should have known this already there was a very obvious inconsistency unless i just misunderstood that mm-hmm. i guess you're not recalling this well 
I mean, I just remember that, yeah, at the end of the movie, she is sitting in the Jeep. And now that she she has like she's wearing this bandana on her head, which I guess oh, yeah. kind of like signals her development of now that she's like this like tough, badass woman. <laughs> yep, it's starting. <laughs> yeah. Wait till you see the second one. OK, um, but yeah. And then she sees that picture at the beginning of the movie and then it comes full circle like at the end where um, she has a picture with. I don't know. Yeah, but there's something wrong. I don't know what it was. There's something like they did that just didn't make any sense. And it's an inconsistency and it's driving me crazy now. That'll be my homework or your homework too. If you want to go back and review that for next week. <laughs> Let's just do Terminator 2 next week. Uh, maybe. That's not a bad idea. It's not exactly <laughs> horror, but why not? Yeah. There's no hard and fast rule that says you can't include a sci-fi movie. <laughs> or maybe we've already covered enough as it is. Yeah. Well, I guess we're getting off track. <laughs> we've gotten a tangent. Oh, not, speaking of tangents, you you were thinking back on a picture you saw. We were talking. By the way, this is like our third time recording this because we kept <laughs> something kept getting fucked up with the audio equipment. So if <laughs> yeah. we sound a little irritated or angry, that's because we <laughs> this is our third time saying the same exact thing. <laughs> but with Nightmare on Elm Street four, that was great as far as character development goes. Mm-hmm. For her, anyway. The other yeah. characters also were likable. Her brother was, and her friends were too. But the movie itself wasn't too memorable. Right. But it's still fun to watch just because it's a good performance. Then by part five, things go completely off the rails with the dream child, which our cousin Rick and I saw in the theater. And to this day, now that I think about it, that's the only slasher movie of that era. And by then it was 89, so I, that's almost like getting to the point where the slasher movies are just lame at that point but <laughs> Wait, it still qualifies so you saw a that movie in the theater and then you yep. also saw terminator 2 in the theater no i didn't see it uh, no i would have been 10 oh when, oh wait a minute no 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 no. i'll cut that out <laughs> <laughs> so nightmare nightmare on elm street oh my goodness i must be going crazy but yeah nightmare on elm street 5 rick and i saw and we also saw terminator 2 in the theater yeah, there we go. Which That's is kind of mention. funny because you were just talking about a picture of Rick and I well, yeah, from we 92. We were referencing um, teenagers doing teenager things and very stereotypical like roles in the movie. And then I was like, yeah, it's just like you and Rick in that picture <laughs> looking like just regular teenagers doing teenagers things. And- right. And that was a picture you just brought up out of nowhere, <laughs> out of the clear blue. And it just happened to be that... Here we are talking about Terminator 2. The picture was taken right before we got in the car to see Terminator 2 that day in the theater. Right. In 1992. Yeah. I brought that up and I think our on... on Was that the second second or the first time recording? (laughs) I don't know. No, it was the second time we attempted recording. (laughs) This recording is going to sound so messed up because we don't remember what we said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I I always thought it was funny because you guys were both like standing there like three feet apart from each other and you were like oh yeah in your mullets and just looking too cool for school exactly <laughs> rick uh yeah i always enjoyed hanging out with rick he was um him and i we got along really well and half the time rick was one of those people who was just embellished everything and a lot of the stuff was just straight up bullshit too <laughs> um i remember him just like talking about stuff where he'd laugh about how he ripped people off on his job and how he'd make like an extra 10,000. I'm like, give me a break. But I would never like 
actually call him out on it because just because the fact that whatever bullshit story he had, he would definitely give me he would definitely listen to my stories too and then make it sound like it was interesting at least. He wasn't okay. one of those guys who would just constantly talk and you could never get a word in edgewise. <laughs> Your stories needed a little bit of flair. <laughs> my stories. You know my stories from back then. It's just like me talking about is <laughs> That was pretty much it. I was you should give talking, Rick a call. <laughs> yeah, if, I don't know where he is these days. Yeah, for me back then, wow. Well, at least you know, at that age, like I got better, but like it was all about just like horror movies and Freddy now that we're talking about it. And here I am like, I don't know, 48 <laughs> years old, still talking about Freddy. And have an entire podcast about it now. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, I remember like, you know, back in school, there was this guy. So it was a buddy of mine, Chris, and then we were, I don't know, talking about something. This other guy comes up to us, Brett. Mm-hmm. Brett was pretty popular and Chris and you know him and Chris were just like talking about something and Brett was saying how he was planning on asking this girl Michelle out uh-huh. <laughs> so Chris was like oh yeah she's so hot and he's like talking about her and then I'm just like not even saying anything who knows what I was thinking and Chris was like so Ben what do you think about Michelle I'm like oh yeah yeah Michelle uh, she's got a uh, her face is okay uh, but she's got a nice butt though and I'm like Brett have you seen Nightmare on Elm Street like, seriously, <laughs> that is how a conversation would have gone back then. <laughs> Maybe. But anyway, that was... So, yeah, I moved... It was a very, like, focused on Nightmare on Elm Street very briefly. And then, I don't know, I turned a corner at some point. Mm. But not completely, because here we are talking about it. Right. So, yeah, back to Nightmare on Elm Street 3. I remember this movie... I was excited to see it because at the time it came out, it was like 87 and I was just fully obsessed with horror movies and it was just like really frustrating because like I was never able to see them. And I just remember being in shop class one day and somebody left a newspaper in there and it just got that whoever it was, it was like open to the sports section. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck that. Where's the movies? And then I see Nightmare on Elm Street three being advertised and it just showed like, you know, Freddie's head there with those, the blades out and every character of the movie. And to me, it was one of those instances where I thought the movie was going to be way better than it really was mm-hmm. just because they were making, you know, I'm living the era of Freddy. The movies are coming out. And so it's not like somebody who's getting into the rest of the movies now, like maybe a lot of millennials are into horror movies, mm-hmm. but they didn't live through that era. Right. So I'm lo- I'm looking at that. And I remember, you know, somebody else walking by and seeing they're like, oh yeah, it's like, I want to see that too. That's <laughs> going to be awesome. He's like, I almost saw that this weekend. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, imagine living in a world where that's actually possible. You could see it. On the big screen. Yep. I'm going to have to wait for who knows how long. It'll never be in the big screen. It's going to be like on some shitty TV screen, but I'll be happy to see it. pirated VHS tape. Oh, there's plenty of those. (laughs) Not that I ever owned, but I've just heard about them. Right, yeah. If you know what I mean. Exactly. Yeah, so Nightmare on Elm Street 3, again, not one of my favorites, so... I apologize to all the Nightmare on Elm Street fans that we didn't have a ton to say about this movie. I wanted to at least do it, though, just because like that gives it... It's got a place. It's got a home on this podcast, <laughs> if not like a one that was enthusiastic as some of the other ones we've done. So next week, what I wanted to do today was actually April Fool's Day. You mm. know what I'm talking? The movie. I know we were yeah. talking about that the other day. And we just didn't get around to both seeing because I haven't seen that in ages mm-hmm. for good reason because I hated the ending of it. But I figured it was worthwhile just because it's timely. April 1st just being last Saturday. 
and it would have been cool if we could have done that for today but yeah well, whatever you know if we get it to a point where it's two Saturdays ago. Well, I know. Still be time. Nothing else has been on schedule <laughs> with this podcast. I mean, we'll it's, keep it on brand. <laughs> don't open until Christmas was like only three weeks after Christmas. <laughs> New Year's Eve was supposed to be New Year's Eve, but it turned out to be like January 30th. Yeah. Or we just missed a week completely. Right. That's definitely happened. A unfortunately. Times. <laughs> yeah. Well, but hey, I'm glad we got this one in today. We got this, 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 uh, like real time recording to be released <laughs> the same day but of course i still have to edit all this shit who knows if that'll actually happen so maybe it won't even happen today i shouldn't speak too soon yeah don't uh, make promise to our uh, future fans that are waiting for us yeah i know this will come out tomorrow and then i'll be full of shit myself <laughs> okay well thanks for listening everybody and look forward to next week when we will discuss April Fool's Day. Maybe. No guarantees, but that's a strong maybe. <laughs> It'll be a, a surprise. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's it. Out.